Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get those inherit the earth we say the nerds are already in control welcome to the fracking nerds episode number 110 and i say you're not talking loud enough hold on i'm bringing me up <laughs> i'm your host doc martin uh joining me on the show today is the only one joining me on the show everybody else wimped out got poison ivy as our own l rock hello l rock hi how's everybody doing just want to bring up that we are in part by the destination comics the best place to grab your comics pop vinyls all the very cool stuff they even have an arcade cabinet set up in the back it is very and you, that you can play that too yes you, you can it's yep. set up with two mad cats case sticks i was like <sighs> it's like it was meant to be yeah now i'm just waiting for them to get like an xbox one or a ps4 i'm just <laughs> waiting for them to expand to their board gaming section Oh, We're supposed well, to get yeah. that entire rest of the space, and it's just like, hey, tables to play board games. I'm like, I'll be there every week. <laughs> well, I, yeah, and I did like that the fact that they, they've got some of the really cool games. Some of the games that we saw at Gen Con, I was mm. quite surprised that they had pulled those mm. uh, to, to snag. You know, they had a lot of the uh, deck building, you know, Marvel, DC. A lot of stuff I have, yeah. They, they even have Resident Evil, which is out of date at this point. Like, it's completely out of print. hasn't been in production in two years, but they still got it. Even have, like people event- around there will still get that. The Adventure Time, like, Munchkin game. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't played. I need to try that out. All right. I've had it. Don't invite me. I'm done with Munchkin. Oh, are you? <laughs> I'll play Adventure Time stuff, but I'll never play Munchkin again as long as I live. On today's show, Jack Kirby's battle with Marvel. True Detective Season 2 has found two of its male leads. And Netflix has a website that will spoil movies and TV for you. For you. So the Twitter question of the week, what movie or TV did someone spoil? You can tweet us at Frackiners and tell us uh, what movie or TV was spoiled for you. Uh, El Rock, what is one that you know that was spoiled that you hadn't seen? Um, the one I, that keeps recurring in terms of television is definitely The Sopranos. I feel like I see that spoiler at least once a year, and I still never like I never really sat through the series. I've seen like episodes of it, but it's never one I sat down to watch. I'm like, man, this show's really good. I should watch it, then I never watch it. Yeah, <laughs> so, but the, I mean the the end of Sopranos is just. People hated it, I know. People were just like, uh, nothing happened. Well, people thought that HBO lost its signal because it just goes black for like, what was it? Uh, I think 15 seconds, and then the music and credits came up. Mm. So if you're sitting there and you're waiting for the big finale and boom, everything goes black, you're going to be losing your mind. True. The the funny thing about it is I remember recently the creator actually uh, acknowledged that Tony Soprano is in fact not dead, which is ironic because James Gandolfini is R.I.P. But uh, they he decided it's like no, I'm putting this to rest. He's not dead. I'm like, don't you want to just leave it like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction and let people decide for themselves? Oh, it's God, man, where's your sto- sense of storytelling? He was just saying that story ends. That's where it ends. Yep. But in terms of movies, the one that still pisses me off to this day is the Crying Game was spoiled for me by ironically enough The Simpsons. The Simpsons? What, yeah. Family Guy? No, it was okay. definitely Simpsons. It was season four. I forget the title of the episode, but it's the one where Marge got put in jail for shoplifting. And Mayor Quimby spoils the ending for an entire panel 
And I was like, <laughs> like this entire audience of people. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I would go and read the synopsis later. It turns out it was true. I was like, oh, no, I wanted to see that movie. <laughs> Same thing happened to a friend of mine with The Usual Suspects. I felt horrible for him, too. I'm like, that movie's so good, and the ending is so perfect. Well, it's still a very good movie. It is, but the ending adds so much to it. Like, I wouldn't remember that movie as fondly as I do without that ending. Now, the one that I got uh, spoiled on, but it be- I hadn't seen the movie. I didn't go see Sixth Sense, and it had already been to theaters and then the DVD, and I still hadn't saw it. That seems to be a pretty prominent one for people. It's- I, I uh, was lucky, unlucky enough to see it first. I'm not sure. Right. It's not a great movie. Uh, it's it's one of the better better ones. Of I mean, M. you were talking about Shemelon, yeah, but that's <laughs> like saying you know, what's the <laughs> what's the best smelling piece of gold covered <laughs> shit, you know? So I heard somebody on the radio spoiled it, and I was like, ah, well, you know, it's been about a year or so since the movie came out, so mm. what what do you expect? So yeah, tweet us what your uh, movie that got spoiled for you or TV show. I know that's one thing we we try not to do spoil things but it's kind of hard to have a discussion about new movies or new television without spoiling something yeah even i fucked that one up i remember that the i hadn't seen guardians of the galaxy yet and overheard i came back in and overheard you two talking about the easter egg and i'm like eh the stinger uh oh oh, oh. i was like ah damn it (laughs) i wish i hadn't heard that well see i knew that about that because uh all of a sudden all these gaming and uh, entertainment websites started doing spoilers, Howard the Duck articles. <laughs> and I'm like, why would Howard the Duck just randomly be being brought upon about all these articles? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet he is Ta-da. in the movie. <laughs> and he is. Gotcha, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Something that's coming out recently is going to be a kill switch, a part of your car. So that if you do not pay, if you're late on your bill, they can shut your car off and you cannot drive it. Hmm. Uh, it'll interrupt your driving thing. and It'll actually give you a notification like when your payment's coming up, like give you a little warning. Um, and then it will shut your system off. Mm. Uh, and apparently it is. it has caused one customer that was driving to shut off while driving, which I think is a dangerous thing. Uh, yeah, that can get people killed. That's not good. Yes, that, that's all you need to be doing is going 65, like on a busy thoroughway, and, and your car just dies, and, and you know, you're freaking out. Because I don't know yep. if it just slams on the brakes or <clears throat> just the engine dies. Um, I don't know. Do you think this is a good idea, Elrock? First of all, I'm ready to pitch Twitter question of the week number two to remind Elrock what movie had this plot device to it. Because I'm pretty sure some, well, maybe not plot device, but a way to say, we're incorporating the future or whatever. Because obviously this is a very new thing that, you know, manufacturers can come upon. Right. Whereas I feel like something like this would have appeared something like, I don't know, The Fifth Element? It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. That's My instinct is going there. Do you remember anything like this? I feel um, like this has been something in a movie. Like, okay, we can just shut it off just because. Remotely, done. Oh, yeah, there was The Fifth Element. It was something like, oh, it was, uh, oh. Oops, I was right. Holy when he shit. got, like, his tickets. Like, he had hit his limit on his tickets or something like that. So, and it, yes. it was supposed to automatically kill his taxi. Or, yes. If I, if I remember correctly. Okay, that sounds a lot more familiar now. God, it's been a while since I've watched that movie. It's been probably five, six years since I last tried to watch that. Oh, God. Now, now as a thing, I mean, I'm with you. Just fuck people dying over not paying their car oh, payments. I know. Like, that's insane. That's I, just, the, no, no, just unacceptable. No, no. The, unacceptable. What I, I think it should be, one... If they have the kill switch on there, then the interest should not be as high. 
But what if it falls into the wrong hands? What wrong hands? <laughs> That's and, being silly. And, and, say, you know, say some supervillain acquired also, single kill switch. No more cards. Here's another thing. It's not like it's going to take somebody very hard to figure out how to go around the kill switch. Mm-hmm. You know, people are smart. They will figure out. I mean, yes, someone your average out. person who doesn't get on computers very often probably would In be... 2014 the, meaning nobody. Uh, no, there's still a lot of people that don't. Those people have already <laughs> paid off their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it oh, that way. Oh, that's true. Uh, and it just, I don't know. I, I it, it probably, I think it's a bad idea. But, I mean, how difficult would it be... Um, like, I mean, yeah. It'd be like we're learning to hotwire your own car. <gasps> Crime rate goes up. Holy <laughs> shit. Someone call Batman. Well, here's a good idea. There's a wearable artificial kidney that's hoping to get FDA approval very soon. Mm-hmm. Project started back in 2008 as a medical gadget hoping to make dialysis process better for patients. Because right now you have to go pretty much plan a day at the hospital or a mm-hmm. uh, medical center where they plug you in i think it's an hour or two to uh clear out your kidneys and just sitting there i mean every day you some of these people have to do that or they will die so what they've done is they've created this thing that's like a 10 pound packet i mean it's bulky but you know if you're not having to stuck you know going and sitting around a you know hospital bag yeah yeah (laughs) No, nah, I'm I'm with it on that. That actually hits kind of close on for me because my uncle was just recently diagnosed with dialysis. So that's probably a good thing for him if he could get hooked up with that. Well, yeah, because like we'll they see. said, some of the benefits is it would give you the chance to go places such as work or school where if you've got to spend a few hours every day, that causes multiple problems. Uh, it was uh, truth. Originally, where did I have that at? Um, I forgot where it was created at, but uh, they're going to be running their first U.S. clinical trials here later this year, and then they're hoping that then it can be approved by the FDA so that it can be a real thing. Uh, multiple tests were done overseas, which seemed to be a viable thing. So hopefully that goes well. The Walking Dead's coming back what, in two weeks, I think. October. You gotta remember, I I'm still significantly behind on it, so I don't keep up with that show. Uh, well, it's coming back in uh, I think a two week, two or three weeks. I'd wager probably around Halloween because zombies. Uh, yes, that's what I, <laughs> I think they right. started around uh, October every every year. That's always mm. started in October. Well, The Walking Dead is going to be celebrating its fifth season, and in uh, lieu of celebrating it, it's going to be creating a burger that tastes like human flesh. They've team, Fox has teamed up with two London food creatives to craft a burger that is meant to depict the taste of actual human flesh without being made of human flesh. Okay, isn't this how Hannibal got his start? Maybe I'm wrong. What, was he uh, trying It's human to? flesh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's with the cannibalism all of a sudden? Someone uh, explain that to me. I guess they just, you want the idea to what it's tasting like who wants that idea apparently cannibalism is not illegal in certain countries well okay neither is prostitution (laughs) well that's true yeah that doesn't necessarily mean no i mean whatever i'm more for prostitution than i am because it doesn't involve people (laughs) fucking dying is why i would hope so it does involve people fucking Uh, (laughs) the final burger would be a mix of pork veal chicken livers and bone marrow and be available to East London residents for free on September 30th. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to be tweeting Terminus Tavern hashtag on Twitter. And they will show you where the secret location. So if you ever wanted to feel like you can taste what's, uh, 
real human flesh tastes like. Or I don't hmm. understand any of this. First of all, how do these people know what human flesh tastes like? Shouldn't they be put put it in jail or behind a glass wall with holes? <laughs> I don't see. That's <laughs> why I don't know. It's where do they get their research on? That's what, what I was saying. Like, like, oh god, this tastes amazing. We have to have a burger like this. Said no one ever. What the. Well, Human with, flesh? Well, with the chicken liver, does that mean we taste like chicken like everything else does? Or? <laughs> Pro- yeah. yeah. I, I'm assuming uh, the bone sorry, marrow The bone marrow is what really is putting the taste over. God, this sounds worse with each <laughs> passing description. <laughs> so you throw in the veal, and that's supposed to be like the baby flesh? Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, just, that, that, just ruined your day. Thanks for ruining mine. <laughs> There's nothing at all politically correct about this. Now, now this, if people want to push advertising, that's one thing. But really, cannibalism, really? This follows <laughs> up with uh, last year where they, uh, I think the place in Boston was creating a Walking Dead beer. Which is it, fine. That had the uh, goat brain in it. Yeah, and that's one thing. But, yeah, gross. <laughs> well, it's not human flesh. I mean, no, would you eat not this? not so much. Fuck no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm not gonna lie. This is one of those things I choose to remain ignorant about. I'm not conservative about a lot of things, but yeah. Because you know this. what's the one thing that would scare you? It's if that you, you may like, like it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, I don't want to enjoy this bullshit. Fuck that. No, because then you taste it like I have to have this now. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like starting smoking. Like, just no, no, <laughs> no, thank you. All right, when we come back, a most excellent movie from the '80s is coming back to the theaters, and we talk about that and more when we return on the Fracking Nerd. In a land of pop cultures in the time of computers, wars have been fought. From playgrounds to comic book shops to online forums, bloody battles have raged on to decide who here knows all. And one podcast has thrown the gauntlet down to challenge them all. So put your flame shield up and enter the Nerds of the Roundtable. Nerds of the Roundtable is a discussion of all things nerd and geek. Check out each show on Spreaker.com like to join the discussion follow us at fracking nerds on twitter and we will announce the next live taping from new japan to wwe back row hecklers is a comprehensive show that brings you news from the squared circle interviews each show will feature new up-and-comers as well as legends of the business there will also be tell-all stories from the road as well as current news from wwe to the indie feds and everything in between So it doesn't matter if you're a smart or a curtain jerker. Join us at Spreaker.com or subscribe to Back Row Hecklers on iTunes. Looking to get in touch with us at the Fracking Nerds, you can find us in multiple places. One, you can get us on our website, frackingnerds.com. Hit us up on Twitter. And there's no fate on that. That's awesome. And <laughs> there's, that girl loves her sci-fi, by the way, apparently. 
Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all one word, fracking nerds, uh, Facebook.com. Uh, you can go over to our website and find out the phone number to give us a call and leave us a message or leave us your opinion or anything like that. So looking to always get in touch with us, there is a way to have discussions. Tell us how bad we suck. Tell us how awesome we are. All the other thing we want you to do is go to iTunes or Spreaker and uh, give us your reviews and vote for us or, you know, your star Say words. Approval. That's basically what it comes down yes, to. Help, words. Help us out by going and stopping at those places and telling how much you like the show or don't like the show. Because any votes or reviews we get helps us go up the iTunes uh, thing. And maybe one day they could actually feature us. So we don't know. So thank hey, you. Thank that- you for listening. But uh, we need a little more help here. Appreciate it. Yes. And then finally. Go visit Destination. uh, Yes. (laughs) And finally, we have a donation thing on the front page of the Facebook. So if you like listening to us and want to just throw a few bucks at us, even a dollar for the kind of, you know, things that we're offering you. Gas money. Yeah, gas money. Gas money. (laughs) All right. The new uh, X-Men First Class trilogy will be ending with Apocalypse. I am okay with this, I think. Yes, I'm okay with this. Oh, okay, because they're, they're. I mean, it's it's been on a roll so far. The last two movies are both awesome. So I mean, Days of Future Past. Oh wait, is, what? That's Dark Knight Rises. Days of Future Past is that coming Fuck. out next week? <laughs> uh, October fourteenth on Blu-ray. All right, so that's a that's in two <laughs> it's weeks. Already, it's already available for digital download. Like I could go home and download it on my PS4 and watch it right now if I wanted to, but I'd rather just have a disc. We were watching it uh, this weekend. It's and, so uh, good. Uh, Lizzie there had not seen it. And so she's watching it going, hey, that one guy, he's from Warehouse 13. And I was like, no, that's not that guy. I'm talking about uh, what guy? Sean Ashmore. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Doesn't I, he have a twin brother? And That's it, yes. Yeah, His name yeah. is Aaron, who was on Warehouse 13. She made me a deal that said she would uh, do the dishes if uh, it was not him. So I looked it <laughs> up, and yes, Aaron, Aaron Ashmore is on Warehouse 13, where his brother's twin brother, Sean, is in the X Men movies, uh, but she's def- her definition is because they're twins, they're nearly identical, and so almost the same person. So she wasn't going to do the dishes uh, for the bet that she lost. So, Aaron is also uh, he also pl- <laughs> conversely DC to Marvel. He played the role of Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. I was like, I know I've seen that face other somewhere, and I know it wasn't the guy who played Iceman. So there had to be something there. I think uh, Aaron has less hair than uh, Sean does. Oh, we're looking at their hair now? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. They, guess I have to go pay attention to that kind of thing now do. to be on this show. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Days of Future Past was tremendous. It's definitely a movie that should be watched by everybody who even likes the X-Men in some way. Writer uh, Simon Kinberg, who's going to be on the next film, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, this is what he was saying. The thrust of Apocalypse is really to complete the trilogy they began with the first class uh, so they complete the stories of young Raven, young Hank, young Charles, and Eric. And so, and they complete this trilogy of four people who began the film, and they're going to be in different worlds, even if they know each other. Uh, there's That's what's going to be wrapping it all up. And they said if they uh, do bring back any reoccurring characters, that they'll have to be younger versions of them. Yeah, they, so it's going to be recast. There's already been rumors of uh, utilizing characters like Cyclops and Storm and Jean Grey, but younger versions, which makes complete sense. Halle Berry's getting ready to turn fucking 50. Like, how are you going to make her look like she's a 20-year-old again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even uh, uh, Wolverine looks... Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Old. He looked older. In Hugh the... Jackman's going to look like that for the rest of his life, I'm convinced. Like, he's just, <laughs> he, he is the unaging Logan, to, in my opinion. And he'll probably still play him in this movie, for all we know. Uh, also noting that in some cases, history has been entirely rewritten from the previous film. The writer also acknowledged that if they included, well, that's if they included anything, that uh, yes, the uh, storyline from uh, X-Men 3 has completely been re- rewritten. And so that movie does not exist in our world anymore. And we should all just forget about it. We really should because it was really bad. It was bad. And I'm I'm still all for the, the wrapping of it, even it's even as good as it's been. I also like how they, they chronologize chronologies Chronological? Chronological chronologize it. Okay. Is that the word? Um it's done by decades. Like first class was in the sixties, yeah, future past 80s, was mostly right? in the seventies, and yes, apocalypse is gonna take place in the eighties, which has gotten people pushing really fucking hard. For a team uniform of yellow and blue spandex. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, people probably shouldn't do that. Because <laughs> that's going to look bad. It'll look appropriate, but I'm still not all for it. Brian Singer will direct the X-Men Apocalypse. And it's scheduled to open May 27th of 2016. Yay, Memorial Day weekend. So I, mean, like- I already bought my ticket. I don't know about you guys. How did you already buy your ticket? It's called a DeLorean. Oh, okay. You should know this. You invented it. Then why wouldn't you have gone forward and watched the movie, (laughs) then come back and do your review of it? Simple. I was out of gas. Oh, okay. All you need is banana and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm definitely in there. After the T, the, okay, I'll spoil it. Stinger, at the end of Days of Future Past, I was just like, okay, take my money, please, take it. What was spoiled when they'd already released what the third movie was going to be was called Apocalypse. Remember that section of the show earlier where you talked about some people just don't have access to computers yet are somehow listening to this podcast? No, I know, but if you know if you know what Apocalypse is, then you know what it's going to be. I mean, well, obviously, if you know what Apocalypse is. I mean, is. The, the Four Horsemen, maybe you wouldn't know about that. And the Four Horsemen, well, yeah. If you're not into biblical stuff, I suppose not, but yeah. still. It's- or watching Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, you've been watching that lately, haven't you? I it's know good. It's. I it. was quite surprised. It's actually very good. Toit. Yeah, that's the great thing about being laid off. You can catch up on all you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Netflix. How I missed you. I know. I'm almost deciding if I need to go ahead and finish Dexter since I'm like three or four seasons behind. Dark Horse comic series Breath of Bones by Steve Niles has gotten a film director. It's going to be the Narnia director um, Andrew Adamson, who did The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is going to be leading an adaptation of the three-issue comic series. Uh, if you don't know what Bones is, is about, it's set during World War II. It tells of a British plane that crashes into a Jewish village. 
The crash brings Nazi attention, forcing the villagers to defend themselves with one rabbi and his grandson building a golem creature, bringing him to a monstrous life. Okay, so this is going to be a film? Yes. Okay, good. That sounds way too short to be a like a series. Yeah, no, it seems it like everything's been turned into series lately. So I'm like, eh. If the if if end game is to ju- construct this giant stone monster, then that's probably good enough for a movie. Maybe they should get Del Toro on it. No, it would, they would be very <laughs> cool. No, but at, at no, they, they got Allison. all these guys. That should be fine. Like if they're gonna have like Narnia style imagery, it's gonna be it'll be just fine. It'll be well worth watching, I'm sure. I'm yeah, but shoot, Narnia that that series just didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't. But at least it looked good. Well, it did look good. Yes, <laughs> like, do you can't argue the visual, the visual aspect of it. No, but the story wise, just like eh, I know a lot of people are like that's Jesus. I don't like it. No, can't, <laughs> can't watch it. It's the same people that went with the other one, which uh, the 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 Compass movie. Uh, do you remember that one was called? Shit. You would ask that. That was I'd like the opposite because like the, the author was an atheist or something. And <laughs> people were like, oh, we can't see this movie because uh, he says God doesn't exist. And oh, it's like, because, uh, because Jesus is totally a thing. Like, good <laughs> Lord, just go enjoy what it is and don't worry about what people believe and read into it what you want to read, okay? There are days when I contemplate whether or not those people should see those types of movies and, and give them an open mind because they may come out hating even more and start like, you know, go around and pledging no, if, the evils of it and be like don't see this it's terrible it's the work of the devil blah, well blah, blah. if you no, if they're going in with open mind then that's a whole different thing if that's what i'm getting at yeah is that this doesn't really lend itself to people who have that kind of no. openness alex winter whoops as you know was bill s preston esquire in <sighs> bill and ted's excellent adventure movie and in the 1991 bill and ted's bogus journey which i didn't really like uh said they are planning for a third movie with Keanu Reeves coming along as Theodore Logan. Logan. In the, uh, and they said uh, what they're going to be doing is uh, they'll be 40-something, and it's all about Bill and Ted grown up or not grown up. And Winter told Yahoo, it's really sweet and really fucking funny. <coughs> There's a lot of uh, old-school 80s stuff being remade. Not well, I mean, Ghostbusters is still supposed to be coming back at some point. Yes. So... I just hope Back to the Future kind of stays on the back burner. It's fine as it is. Just leave it be. Well, Back to the Future, I think. Go- Goonies it- has gotten talk in the yeah. recent history. Well, I, hopefully, though, there's no way they can do a Back to the Future like continuation. No, no, it, no, 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 no. It would have to be a complete reboot. We all series. know nobody can carry the charm of fucking you know uh-uh. Marty and Doc the way that you know Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd could. It's not possible. Well, you got your you got Dumb and Dumber coming out, I think, this year. Well, that was a '90s franchise, but sure. Well, this was on the cusp Um, of '90s, like '89. There's also like, um, I mean, I'm sure others have been talked about, but they never actually have. Like Gremlins, for example, Goonies as a revisit is supposed to be a thing at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Can't think of anything else. My brain keeps saying Top Gun, but that's not right. (laughs) No, 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 I've heard Top Gun is uh, possibly yes. Oh God! Did I, don't tell me I was right about this. I don't want to be right about this. No, no, uh, yeah, no. No, no. There was a no. I do want to point out Stop. one thing since you brought up uh, the Goonies and you are you hit my uh, <sighs> Josh Brolin uh, the the Josh Brolin button. Yes, uh, watch, you need to hide that thing. Watch Sin City two. Yep. Oh, that movie is not good at all. It really it felt like hey we have a good story. But this story is only going to last us 45 minutes, and we need to add other stories in here 
that just didn't matter at all. No, they didn't. But the thing was, some of those other stories are the ones I actually cared about the most. In fact, out of everybody in that movie, there were only two acting performances that made me go, okay, this was worth watching, at least in my opinion. What's that? that? Joseph Mm Gordon-Levitt and Eva Green. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Outside of those two, nobody else did anything for me. Like, Mickey Rourke was in way too much of that movie. Oh, he was. Like, he was only in one story in the first one, aside from one cameo in the third one. Or the third story of the first movie. And that was it. And that was part of his charm was the fact that he was just, it was his story and it was one and done and he was dead. Now for this movie, he was literally in fucking everything. You're right, he was. why is he in everything? (laughs) He was. Uh, The one thing that I was upset with is they didn't bring in Clive Owens to be in, or Clive Clive Owen to be in the uh, Sin City 2 because his character, Dwight... That's his. When you see him in the first movie, is actually his reconstructed face, surgery face. Yes. Yeah. What? And that's what I understand. I have no problem with Brolin playing that role, but what I understand is, if he's going to have surgery, how do you develop a British accent? Exactly. Tell me that. <laughs> Tell me how that happens. Madonna goes for two months, and she has uh, a British accent. That's all you got to do. Just go there for a few few not, days. It's not and, like she's married to Guy Ritchie anymore. Though, no, it's so. true. But plus, okay, well. Jillian Anderson has a British accent now. Scully from X-Files, for those who don't know. But that's because she lived there for like 10 years oh, after getting you? married. So, yeah. You're going to develop an accent during that amount of time. Is that why she's doing a BBC show on there right now? Got me. There's one on Probably, Netflix that oh, it, was, it was not that good. It's got the guy from uh, Once Upon a Time. And the, the, the lead that's going to be in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I don't remember his name. I, I, know, I know the girl is Don Johnson's daughter. I can't remember the guy's name. No, not fifty. No, uh, it's. I guess it's Jamie Don Donnan. It makes me so sad. This movie is going to make a shitload of money too. Yes. Oh God. Oh yeah. Well, of course. Jamie Jamie Dorman. Dornan. I guess so. Dornan. Yeah. Okay. That's his name. Well, it's going to make money just like um, Magic Mike made money. But Magic Mike was a good movie. Better analysis. A friend of mine told me last week. He he decided to try have the gall to tell me last week. Anchorman two was awesome. And it made a shitload of money. What? I'm like. Okay, so first of all, you're the only person I know that said this. Second, just because a movie is good or bad, or just because a movie is it makes money, doesn't necessarily necessitate quality. Yeah, Home Alone. The Twilight franchise made <laughs> oh, no. a killing at the box office. I know. And they're horrible, yep. but they have their audience. Those, that audience is going to shell out a shitload of greens to go see this shit, no matter how bad it is. Titan- that's just how Titanic it made a lot of money, yes, and it's not it's- a good movie. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Still like top three grossing movies of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I just want to say. Horrible Sin- movie. Sin City 2 is not very good at all. If you're a fan of Sin City, you'll, you'll kind of enjoy it. But So, I think if you're a fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and there are those of us out there, because I am a very much a fan of his, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. His story is... It's cute in a way, but his story felt like, but like it was just there, like a four or five page story arc yep. in the middle of a Sin City comic. Yep, it it felt very small, very like didn't go really anywhere. I mean, yeah, he acted well, and he's just awesome at everything, though. Like I'd probably see him in anything. 
I like Powers good. Booth in the, the 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 two movies. Oh, he was he's great he's, as uh, he's, Senator Rourke. Yeah. yeah, he's tremendous. God, I don't even think <laughs> I didn't even make the connection about uh, <laughs> him being the brother of the Yellow Bastard. Spoiler. Oh yeah, that shit was fucking weird. Well, no. Like, uh, oh, uh, the Go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, yes. There's your spoiler. Yep. Which isn't, which doesn't have any impact on the story, really. Let's be perfectly honest. It's just like, okay, so he's his son, big fucking whoop. He still hates him, and he still wants to take all his money and crush his spirit, and yada yada yada. Well, he didn't want to take his money. Well, he wanted to beat him and well, show that he could be beat. He, he took all his money, yeah, in a in a gambling ring, and he did it successfully. He did it very very well, and he got off for it because mob. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it a great movie? Not necessarily. Did I enjoy it for what it was? I mean, I did, but, I mean, I don't know. I can see things about it that were definitely not good, like everything you pointed out. I also wish Ray Liotta had been in it more. He was in it for all of, like, what, six minutes, and then he was just like, nope, no more. Yes. Because he was awesome. I'm just like, God, listen to all this intensity. And he just got knocked out, and we're never going to see him again. Ugh. Boo. <laughs> all right. Well, when we come back, uh, True Detective has found their two leads, and we discuss when we return on The Fracking Nerds. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a big fan of the show. I bet you wondered, hey, what do those nerds think about the nerdiest things that are going on during the week? Well, then visit our website, FrackinNerds.com. FrackinNerds.com is a daily website featuring cool video, geek-tastic stuff to buy, and weekly TV and movie reviews. You can also follow us on Twitter at FrackinNerds or Facebook.com slash FrackinNerds to get the daily updates and when our podcast goes live. So remember, that website again is FrackinNerds.com. Are you looking for the hottest toys, the most awesome games, and the newest comics? Look no further than the Destination Comics. The Destination Comics is your home headquarters for Funko Pop Vinyl, the largest selection in all of Kentucky. Are you in need of some hot comics titles to read over? Then visit the Destination Comics, where they offer variants of all major comics. And don't miss out on the newest releases. Tell the guys at the Destination Comics to pull your favorites for next week. Be sure to visit the store at 5031 Showyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky, or check them out on Facebook, the place where all the fracking nerds shop. I'll rang your Wayne man a bell, your secrets I'll never tell, but things aren't going so well. Oh yeah, and by the way, this Harvey Dent day is crap, I know that you took the rap, it's been eight years and no bat, and so I gotta say, your dread was holding smoke bombs you were throwing, dark night cables flowing, what the hell you doing lately, hey, when I met you. Was crazy, a Lamborghini and two hot ladies. You tried to look like you were happy, but you were bad man and really angry. Hey, when I met you, you were crazy. You drove a tumbler through Gotham City, and all the orphan boys tried to haze me. I know you're bad man, so stop being lazy. Well, one of the biggest television shows coming out this week, what came out last week, was Gotham. So I'll get to that in just a moment. First, I want to discuss this morning, I was watching the, uh, I've been watching through season five of the league, and I finally caught the episode with the, the basically the Rafi episode, Rafi oh, yeah. and Dirty Randy, the whole episode. where they got into porn. Yes. 
pretty insane. And the thing I still remember the most about it was the argument they had with the police officer at the station about ba- how Batman was a documentary. And I'm just like, I'm just fucking losing my mind. I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. Because it seems so realistic that it could happen. But then what got me is the officer's like, don't you know that that's what happened in the movies? I'm like, stop. <laughs> my, my, my instant, like, total angry nerd just had to put things on pause. I'm like, okay, it annoys me when people don't reference the source material. Granted, there are tons of movies I haven't seen that I haven't read the books for, but I feel like I'm at least smart enough to acknowledge the books. Right. Do that, nerds everywhere, please. Thank you. This has been L Rock. To do, <laughs> to do what? Read, uh, read no, the si- No, just cite the source material. Oh, where you're getting it from? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Don't be. If you saw the Da Vinci Code, don't be like, yeah, it was like in the movie. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. <laughs> don't say things. Move back. Just stop. And the, it, it drives on to how people will accept what those stories are as what actually would happen in the, any universe of Batman. Like, especially what happened with Harvey Dent. Like, he he died saving his city or whatever. I'm like, he's not dead. He's only dead in that continuity. Well, it's like... Just stop that, you know? You know, when you're discussing turtles and you're trying to explain the history of the turtles and go, well, are we talking about the original cartoon, the original comic book, the oh, new God. comic book, the, the, the video games, the, I, the movies? I had that discussion with a coworker on Friday. We were hanging out at Brick House, and she brought up the fact that, to her, the original Turtles movie is, to her, everything that was done right. And I'm what? like... Hang on. <laughs> well, okay, I stopped and I thought about it. I'm like, you know, that movie did a lot of things right. It really did. In terms of the characterization, how they were portrayed, how they interacted. Right. Granted, we all know it's not perfect. It's not supposed to be. However, it did get a lot of things right. But so did a lot of the other stuff. Yes. <laughs> Especially, like, the stuff we have ongoing right now. And they're even borrowing that stuff. Like, the farm that time forgot, you know, for example. One of the fam- one of the brothers gets seriously injured, and they have to get the fuck out of Dodge. You know well, that like, was in the, what happened. That was in the comic, the original comic book. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, and it was reinchristened in the movie with Raphael, and now it yes. was reinchristened on the current TV series with Leonardo and the the new uh, comic book too, IDWs. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> I remember I, uh, I I paused after she said that, and I thought to myself, she's like, "Well, was that not necessarily what's done right?" And I'm like, first of all, you have to understand that the continuity of this series has been rebooted so many times that nothing's necessarily oh, right no. anymore. It's just what it is. Turtles reminds me so much of The Legend of Zelda that's mind-blowing. Like, there's nothing consistent about that story at all. The only thing consistent with Turtles are the four turtles and their names. Splinter. And Splinter and Shredder. Pretty much. Pretty much everything else, and Casey and April. Yep. Even Casey's, like, only there Casey, Like, in the 80s TV series, Casey was very much, like, an also-ran. He was in maybe five episodes of the entire series. Right. And he was very much a Dirty Harry-style psychopath. Okay. He wasn't interesting at all. He always had the mask on. He never saw his face, and he was extremely violent to the point of just like, dude, you need to, you need medication. Which seems weird because in the original comic book, he was actually like he is now. Yeah, he's very human. He, well, he's also part of the group and everything else. So. Right, right, right. He's he's essentially a family member, which is why it was so weird for me to see him in the movie because up until I saw the movie, I was only familiar with the '80s TV series, and I'm like, this guy's normally like a, a fucking crazy maniac <laughs> just screaming at people, swinging a baseball bat. Why is he so such a calm demeanor? Of course, I don't know what the fuck demeanor meant when I was six, but why'd you use I the think, word? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm looking back. I'm I'm, I'm revisiting things. Right. Damn it! This was like 24 <laughs> years ago. Bear with me. And I'm thinking to myself, he seems really chill. I don't understand this, and now, <laughs> now, obviously, now I get it, but at the time, I'm just kind of like, okay, the foot soldiers on the TV series are robots, they're not, maybe things are just different, they wanted to retell it. If you can adapt to that while you're young, you may not get as pissed off at movies when you grow up. There's your life lesson for the day. <laughs> Think about it. 
Well, with Gotham, now Gotham, Gotham came continue. out uh, Monday. I just want to give you the numbers first of all. First live plus three results for the 2014-15 season are in, and they changed a little to the standings of the most competitive night of the fall, which is Monday, which now features The Big Bang Theory, The Voice, The Blacklist, Gotham, Sleepy Hollow, Dancing with the Stars, and then it's going to be joined uh, this coming Monday with Castle and NCIS LA. Not to also forget that on ESPN you have NFL football. football, so your, yeah. your numbers are going to be a hard challenge with it. Um the, apparently, the first episode mirrored the DV, DVR games of Marvel's Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. last fall, but as we all know, that quickly dropped off because the writing quickly dropped off in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. But then it picked back up. Yes, um, and we're going to talk about Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. when we uh, for was, season two also. I was talking with a friend of mine about that this week. I was like, man, if it wasn't for Winter Soldier, I don't think that show would be half of what it is right now. Well, that's true. It's so great right now because of that movie. Uh, the new Fox drama got a 1.8 demo rating. Um, and then uh, the it's uh... about with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two, two and a half million households, I think. Yep. I want to say that's not bad. And then with its plus three, it live plus three, it got it a 3.2. Uh, same rating among adults, 18 to 49, to a 5.0. So oh, okay. yeah, that's they very, went very from good. fourth place of the night from the 18 to 49 with tied with Scorpion and then uh, tied for second behind uh, Big Bang and tied with The Voice. So not bad. First of all, Scorpion seems like a very odd concept. Like, I like the idea behind the show, but I'm like, why is Catherine McPhee about a, on a show about fucking hackers? <laughs> this is someone who is on American Idol. I don't even understand what's going on here. I don't, I don't either. Second of all, um, what were your thoughts on Gotham? I know you watched it. I thought Gotham was very good. Uh, yes, like you discussed with me earlier, they brought, and some people say this, they brought way too many people into it kind of like but you know unlike arrow arrow will introduce a new character mm. like once a week mm. once every three episodes. and the other so, thing yeah. is I, I like about arrow where they're introducing new characters is they're actually though they're b-list actors yeah, or, they're, uh, characters. they're characters you have to look up some people don't yes. know who huntress is and there's nothing wrong with that but but they some are people, i definitely didn't know who brother blood was prior well, to season two so so i mean at least they are there are well known unless you're really mm. deep into arrow and in Batman and stuff like that, you may not know these characters. When you look them up, you realize there's major history behind oh, them. Yeah. And, and it's Bronze Tiger, White China, Deadshot. Like a lot of people don't know who those characters are. No, but they all they all been connected into the world. 
Uh, with so. Gotham, they introduced a lot of people, mm-hmm. like straight out the gate, like straight away in the police department. You have the guy in their forensics department, which is n- fucking Edward Nigma, which we all know is the Riddler, and he's yes. like, "But you can't guess what this is," and all he does is be inquisitive about fucking everything. And I'm like, "Stop, yeah, <laughs> stop! Why didn't you wait five episodes to introduce this guy?" And then people would be like, "Okay, nice job." Yes, the one that b- bugged me the most was Ivy, because first of all. Uh, to spoil it, she is the, the this girl named Ivy is the daughter of a guy who was framed for the murder of Batman's parents. Um, go watch it. There's way more to what I just said. Um, Ivy is his daughter, and first I think, oh, her name's Ivy. She has red hair. Cute. Maybe there's no ties here because first of all, bullshit. Because that's not her name. Pamela Isley is Poison Ivy's name. It's the same initials as Poison Ivy. That's the whole idea. And I'm like, eh, maybe they're not going anywhere with this. Well, seen later, she's like rummaging through some plants. Yeah, like. By rummaging, I mean, like, I think she was, like, rubbing them on her face, which was really odd to look at. So, yeah, trying too hard. Stop that. Don't do that. <laughs> Please stop. Now, other characters introduce, introducing of Oswald Cobblepot in the first episode, perfection. I had oh, no yes. problem with that. It needed to happen. They needed to have some kind of major introduction into the series that would make sense and be drawn out over time. That was the best thing they could have done. Everything else, could have lived without it. <laughs> well, I think, and the guy played... Uh the penguin, I thought, did a great job. Oh, he was great, and it helped the Super it helped creepy. the story too because he is moving himself in position to take control of part of the mob scene, mm-hmm. um, which he's which he's looking to do. And then with uh, Gordon having mm-hmm. to kind of prove that he is possibly corrupt, also along with Bullock, which Bullock, you know, some people felt like he was too dirty from the beginning, but I didn't think so. I thought. He knew how to work Gotham for he, how Gotham is. Yeah, he does. I mean, the fact that he and he and Mooney have so much history obviously says there's probably more than there should be, but that's just kind of how the show's going to play out. There's going to be a lot of shades of gray, and I very much appreciate that. I thought Jada Pinkett Smith did a great job. Oh, she was good. She was so good. She was tremendous. Um, her whole <laughs> the scene where she was. Talking to the stand-up comedian fucking killed me for some reason. I'm like, all right, she just laughed at a joke that's just absolutely god-awful. <laughs> that involved people getting straight-up murdered. <laughs> and she was just having a field day. I'm like, yeah, she was She was great. So I she thought it, I thought it was good. good. I thought it was... Uh, it's. I, I feel like it's the darker of any of the superhero mm. television shows that are the, out there. The thing I keep wondering is they haven't really timelined this show. I don't think it seems correct for them to be like, oh, this is Gotham in 2014 when Batman's not Batman yet. You probably shouldn't leave it at that. I would say, I mean, if this took place in, like, what, the 90s, I guess, that would probably be better. I mean, you think they could. There's not... A lot of these villains they're using weren't using the Nolan verse. I mean, obviously, you can't... You, you technically can't connect them, even though it's all Warner Brothers. It's... It's separate entities, especially right. with the fact that it seems weird that Selena Kyle is that much older than Bruce Wayne, who also was using the pilot spoilers. Not necessarily used, but she was there. She was prowling. She was being Does she have her. a lazy eye? Mm. Every time I see her, she looks like she has a lazy eye, and it bothers no me. No fucking clue. She needs to put the goggles on because it keeps bothering me. Um, th- other things I like to bet, uh, Ben McKenzie is awesome. Like He plays a great Gordon. Oh, yes. I think he's going to be a tremendous asset for the show. Um, Donald Longle is... Uh, Bullock is really Donald Logue. Or yeah. Logue, that's it. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. Um, another one that was introduced in terms of characters. This one I actually appreciated because it's very it's very B-list, and you, it's one of those you kind of had to look up Wikipedia, and that was uh, one of the people from MCU, Renee Montoya. She is the question. 
Oh, okay. She's like a, a detective, and I don't know if she's in Gotham. I haven't looked looked any, appeared anything into the character in a while, but she actually is a character that exists within the universe and actually has purpose. Oh, okay. Right now, she's more or less human. I'll see if I can wiki that real quick. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Question. also started this Tuesday. So good. Um, it was so good. It set them, what, uh, a few months into the future, I guess it was? I want to say yes, probably. I'd say probably within six months. I want to say it wasn't that long. I mean, they already had a new base established, and yeah, Coulson Gordon, is trying to Coulson. recruit. Um, let's see what else is going on. And um, anyway, I felt it. I felt it went really well. Uh, Absorbing Man was a new character they introduced. I was talking with a friend of mine about that last Monday. Who um, he he actually sat me down, and he said, "Okay, tell me, should I watch Agents of Shield?" As in, like, he hadn't seen the first season yet. And I thought to myself, "Hmm." Well, as much as you enjoy Winter Soldier, here's what I'm going to tell you. The first ten episodes or so are going to drag. Oh, yeah. Drag. And I'm really sorry to tell you this, but they are. They're just episodes. There's nothing connecting about them, but unfortunately they're also all important because they all drive plot points that you're going to have to remember You later. have to power through those. Yeah. Yeah, you, you basically don't have a choice if you want to watch the show. However, after that, and Coulson gets, you know, he gets more information about his past and what happened between his time of death and his resurrection... Then it starts to get better, and it takes a while before it starts to get a lot better. And then once Winter Soldier premiered, it instantly became one of my favorite shows on TV. Yep, like it, they they combined the two universes and basically made it all as one and interlinked the stories. And now it's just awesome. Like it's very very good. And season two continued on to that, which led me into my discussion about season two, which you just brought up. And I was like, you know, Zorvi Man is probably the absolute perfect villain they could introduce because as a match for someone like Thor or Hulk, he's very much just that. He's a match. He's just a guy they would fight. Whereas with a bunch of humans, yeah. that's a problem. Well, <laughs> like, he, this guy he is just, incredibly he strong. He destroyed him. Yeah, he did. I loved it when he <laughs> he actually got that uh, that ball and chain that was made of gold and he absorbed it into his hand. I was like, okay, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> they made their little reference there. That was cool. And yeah, he actually offed a couple of them as we got to see which i was quite surprised by that which in spoilers here on this lucy lawless was on the first episode and she gets killed Mm -hmm. Um, that she does yeah so it was uh so i was uh i was quite surprised you bring in a well-known actress like that and then kill her off which then kind of tells me pretty much anybody can be probably killed off in this series yeah, I was also really intrigued to see just what they did with a lot of the characters that end up being returned. Like, for example, I'll even focus on some of the, and by smaller, I mean those that had not been utilized much. Talbot, for example. I'm like, I'm curious to see where they go with him, but I also like Adrian Passadar quite a bit. He was actually one of my favorite parts about Heroes when it was at its best, I oh, guess yeah. we'll say. He was awesome. I think he, they, he has to grow a mustache, though. That that fake <laughs> one he keeps putting on is just horrible. <laughs> it's pretty terrible, yeah, I agree. And even, like, the main characters they brought back, like uh, Agent Triplet, like, he... Even he's at a point where he's just kind of like, eh, do I Who stay was with the, the team? other black guy that's on I the team? I still don't know. <laughs> at some points, I was just like, is that him? But then he put on the general suit, and I'm like, okay, that's him. If this is the and walking, I felt bad for this that. is the Walking Dead logic, uh, Talbot, or not Talbot, but uh, what's his name, would uh, have to die because of a new black guy had been introduced. So Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I lost focus of which one was which at one point, but I didn't want to sound that <laughs> racist. But they, they're about the same height, they sounded so much alike, and... There was nothing to disparage them between the two in terms of characterization. No. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I put that more on just the casting than anything. And I'm like, okay, this is their fault. 
or, or give them that's all their or fault. give them some like different looking uniform that something you know, yeah they're not yeah, wearing yeah. all black right and just like I don't know who this guy is you didn't really it just he just starts t- I forgot who he's talking to but he's just like hey how'd it go and it's just like who are you <laughs> when did now, you get here I'll focus more now on like the major character starting at the low end uh, May. May's still just May. She's very much in a in a tutorial role at this point. Like you can tell, she, she's taking Sky under her wing and is trying to get her ready for the even more ready for the field than she already is. So May's still May's still there. She features she's very very prominently. She's extremely important to the ongoing business. I wouldn't be surprised if something ends, bad ends up having to work for the end of the season because that's how Joss Whedon works. Yes. but we'll see. Now Sky, infinitely more interesting. Now she's become a lot more confident in who she is as an agent as a person. And just how she deals with her day-to-day. I especially loved her scene where she went down to the cell block and had to visit Ward to get information. Like, that was very, very cool. I was just like, oh, so Sky's first name is Clarice in this case? Because <laughs> it was straight out of Silence <laughs> yes. of the Lambs. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> Their interaction was tremendous. That was actually one of my favorite scenes from the whole episode. Uh, Ward, obviously still locked up. He was Hydra. Spoilers. Yep. Go watch it. You should. But I think the biggest change overall had to do with Fitz and Simmons, especially with Fitz. Simmons was at the point where she just couldn't see him. She she just couldn't see him for the person he was anymore, and Fitz is just gone, man. Like yes. He's at, like, what, 60% brain capacity, what he used to have. And this guy used to be a brilliant research scientist with everything genetics, and now he just barely knows what he's talking about anymore. So you think it's he's going to have weird. to sacrifice himself for the, <sighs> the greater good of the team? Some, or, or someone's going to sacrifice for him, and it's going to be even more awkward. Which may present for good for better storytelling. Who knows? It's sad either way. And then the way the episode ended, I was just like, okay, they might be fucked. <laughs> Can't wait till next week. <laughs> then no clue what that the, was rough. <laughs> what the thing that they found? Oh, I also like the uh, them kind of introducing Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah, that was a very very cool throwback. And of course, at the very end, they reintroduced the uh, the Hydra operative who oversaw the operation. And spoilers, he was back. So I'm like, okay. Now they have a big bad to work with. That's pretty cool. His name General Whitehall, I think it was. Was it? Okay. I want to say yes. I remember seeing the end of it, and I was just like, I know it was something really racist. <laughs> Whitehall. <laughs> they they were Nazis. I mean, that's that's what they are. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, as, as, I mean, of course, that's going to lead into Agent Carter, which is happening what around Christmas time. I, I think, think so. It's going to be the uh, filler between uh, when Shield goes on break. Yep. So for about a six, four to six week period, Carter yep. will be on. It, it should be cool. Like I'm very much looking forward to that. A period piece with guns. Sure. Why not? <laughs> No, Agents of Shield was great. I was I was thoroughly impressed with how good how how on point they were with where they left off, how much things have been built back up, how they set the tone and how they basically covered up the past without completely deleting it because obviously they're still in a lot of trouble. Oh yes. <laughs> but for entirely different reasons now. So yeah, it's I I'm very much looking forward to this season now and of course especially with Gotham as well. Like it, it's just going to be a great great se- season for comic book series. Uh, yeah, if you have not checked out Gotham, it's on uh, Fox on Mondays, Agents of Shield is on ABC on Tuesdays. Arrow I think starts up on CW, I think October this... the 8th, so a week from Wednesday. Okay, and then I think Flash starts I think you said the week after that on yes. Tuesday. It's, it airs the same night, same night at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know that. Which maybe no, hold on, Flash may actually air before because Flash in the pilot uh, all this stuff takes place uh, after the explosion, which was mid-season Arrow. Yep, back in the mid-season. So, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Right. Uh, scheduled to premiere on October 7th, so a week from Tuesday. It is the night before Arrow. Okay. <laughs> True Detective has found its two of its leads and, and a director for season two. Boo. HBO has finally officially confirmed the new episode. 
the the new uh, actors for season two of True Detective cast members Colin Farrow and Vince Vaughn. For the record, I am not booing True Detective, but with that little outburst that you just heard there, right? I was telling our listeners, <laughs> I am in, in no way booing the concept or the show of True Detective by saying that. See now, I. I Colin Farrow, I'm not horrible. Nah, see, I'm not horrible. Horrible. Oh God, he I sucks. think if he he's given good stuff, but then you know Matthew McConaughey, you know, ten years ago, if you thought mm. would it be in a role like that. To be fair, I don't know if anyone would have said that about Woody Harrelson. Even to this day, some of his most memorable movie roles and stuff he's done recently, or at least in terms of comedy, like you know, Zombieland, White Man Can't Jump, stuff like that. Now, granted, recently other stuff has obviously popped up. Like he was in Seven Psychopaths, which is like just this really fucked up crime style movie, and. He was great in that. Uh, brain going dead. Brain going dead. <laughs> Anger management was another comedic role. Help me out there. Anything um, drama falls for him besides that part of True Detective? No. I mean, he's um, probably been in other stuff. Just But McConaughey, I feel like, hit that at just the right time because he, not within six months after that show aired or around the time that show aired, won the Oscar for Best Actor for right. Dallas Buyers Club. So... You can't deny that that probably got the show a lot more attention than it probably originally had. Now, did they had. film that after they filmed Dallas Buyers Club? Because I'm pretty he, sure they did. the weight loss was still there. I'm pretty sure they did. And it was it was a very good series if you've not seen it. Uh, what, yeah. like eight episodes or something like it's that? It's like eight to ten, and I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about the show. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. And it is a, each season will be a standalone, so it's its own encompassed story, kind of mm. like uh, American Horror Story, right? which I kind of like. When people do that, because then it, 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 you know, at least when you get to four or five seasons in, you can still create new shows sure. and not be like, oh, what do we, where do we go now with these characters? We've mm-hmm. gone everywhere we can. Vince Vaughn, I'm not sure because he plays pretty really much a, drama. He's well, he, he did drama at the beginning of his career, like with uh, Rudy, I think it was, and. Uh, See, the early stuff from his career, I still remember being just like comedies, just not the standard frat style comedies he has now, like Swingers and Maid. Well, yeah, well, now he's like he plays a caricature of who he really is. Hmm. Uh, and then the weirdest news was the director, Justin Lin, who's going to be... Uh, Arguably a worse news than Colin Farrell. He's going to be directing the first two episodes. I don't know if he's going to be directing any more after that. If you don't know who Justin Lin, Justin Lin does the Fast and Furious movies. He did one of the best community episodes, and that was the uh, paintball first season of paintball episode. So yeah, that episode's pretty timeless. We can't deny this. But I mean, action wise, yes, Justin Lin's very good. I don't know how he is with, in regards to drama. Hmm. Yeah, this time stuff's supposed to be very heavy set. Maybe they'll turn it into like SWAT two. Who knows? <laughs> oh God. Uh, the first official logline is three police officers and a career criminal must navigate a web of conspiracy in the aftermath of a murder. And I think they're going to be setting this in like in California or something. Could be. It always kills me that these shows will like they'll put the entire focus on one ma- one case that may or may not be a major case. It's just like this person died. We have to figure out and avenge it. And da da da. When it's just like you're a police station, you have probably at least three cases like this come in per day. Who's working on the other ones, you know? Right. <laughs> like, that always gets me. It got me about, and I, I mean, this goes with every show. Castle, for example. Every fucking episode. It's just like, there's got to be shit like that that comes up all the time, you know? <laughs> like, and it's, and I don't mean just like every episode. I mean every fucking or let, day. Or let somebody else handle the workload there. Right. <laughs> Why do you guys get the big cases there? <laughs> it That's make exactly what I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing on CSI back when that was a bigger thing. It's <laughs> like, how much can we break down when it comes to decomposing a body? Looking to spoil yourself? There's a uh, website uh, you can play Spoil Roulette with Netflix. 
And what it'll do is it'll spoil a scene from a movie or television show with just a click on there. Actually, let's, let's, let's go There's got to be a drinking game that can be associated with this. Well, what could you do? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I mean, obviously this is a very new concept in terms of ways to really screw yourself over <laughs> and getting yourself completely shit-faced while figuring this out is probably not a bad idea. Let's see if I can Let's figure into that. what the site is called real quick. Um, let me see here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, you do that. Pardon me. Pardon well, what it, what it does is it it will give you a little visual clip. Now, see, I went and did it, and it spoiled, like, um, shoot, what did it? Some of the stuff, it's like, I don't understand. When it spoils it, it's like, oh, okay. Um, I don't, uh-oh, what happened there? What'd you do? Oh, Lord. I think it crashed it. No. Not our podcast. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll just keep, uh, we'll keep moving. So yeah, what it does is uh, it'll it'll show you a very clip. I don't know. I mean, thing is, is when I saw some of the clips, uh, yeah, I knew because I knew what was happening. But if you don't understand the premise of the movie or or what's going on, is it really spoiling it for you? I mean, uh, you'd have to. I mean, yes, if you saw it and then went back and go, oh, now I understand what that meant. True, but sometimes you get situations like I'm, I know I brought it up earlier, but I was watching, I was watching through the league. I remember one of the first episodes of season five started with Rafi saying something along the lines of, hey, spoilers, I haven't finished it yet. And he was talking about the movie Philadelphia. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. The entire premise of that movie is discussed throughout the movie. What's the spoil? You know, yeah. maybe they'll have stuff like that come up, too. <laughs> with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have AIDS. Oh, okay. It's spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I may check it out and see what else. Because I don't really know if there's anything major, major that I don't want spoiled right now that's not brand, brand new. So maybe whatever happens in The Wire, I don't want to know because I haven't finished that. I mean, there's, there's stuff in the last decade. I mean, even, even I was watching uh, the most recent South Park episode, not the one that came out, uh, but the end of uh, last season. They spoiled a part with uh, Game of Thrones, which if you had not read the book, uh, you wouldn't have known that you were actually being spoiled on there. So... You, once again, if you've not seen, uh, if you've not watched season four, I there's think another one that gets the shitload spoiled out of us that I did, we didn't mention at the start of the show. Fucking Game of Thrones. Facebook may have ruined that show for those that are not caught up on it that have not read the book. Oh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead was really bad, too. Walking Dead was really bad up until about, I think it was a year and a half ago when Game of Thrones started getting significantly worse. And then that got hotter and Walking Dead cooled off. I'm not saying people didn't watch the show. I mean, people tended to shut up about it a bit more because Game of Thrones was the one See, being and that's the one the thing I time. wonder why Facebook has not created a uh, spoiler um, status that 
you know, unless you decide you want to see what they're spoiling. Some people won't be considerate enough. Get in discussions it. with it because some people want to talk about it. But, you know, the problem is now your news feed will show whatever you're in discussion with or something like that. You know, that's that's the big thing that people hate. I mean, I've actually ended I've actually ended friendships on Facebook with shit like that. I I unfriended a friend once because you spoiled the ending of Toy Story 3 and I hadn't gotten to see it yet. I was like, you fucker. They don't die. We'll stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people saying shit. I, I hadn't gotten to see it yet. And it was a great movie. It so was. Fuck him. <laughs> and I was always giving crap because I was like, you cried during that movie. I was like, it was sad. That was my childhood. <laughs> and he's having to give away those toys at the end. It was sad. So I don't know why I have to get judged because I cry because the toys are being given away. Yep. But then chicks can sad. cry at every stupid uh, notebook movie or whatever. <laughs> right. Ooh, they have Alzheimer. They're going to die. whoop de doo Spoilers. <laughs> All right. We come back. Looks like the U.S. is getting a dedicated gaming arena. Our thoughts when we return on The Frackin' Nerds. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a big fan of the show. I bet you wondered, hey, what do those nerds think about the nerdiest things that are going on during the week? Well, then visit our website, FrackinNerds.com. FrackinNerds.com is a daily website featuring cool video, geek stuff to buy, and weekly TV and movie reviews. You can also follow us on Twitter at FrackinNerds or Facebook.com slash FrackinNerds to get the daily updates and when our podcast goes live. So remember, that website again is FrackinNerds.com. Attention nerds everywhere, this is L Rock. Along with Rob Longo from Fracking Nerds. We want all of our fans interacting with us live on the show, and the best way to do that is to hit us up on Facebook. Navigate to Facebook.com slash Fracking Nerds. Like us and let us know what you think about the topics on the show. We bat around everything important to the modern day nerd, including comics, movies, video games, and so much more. Fanboy arguments are always welcome to anyone, so get involved. Tune in to Fracking Nerds and find out for yourselves why we don't have girlfriends. Hey, wait a minute. Did you hook up with someone, Elrock? No. All right, then. Welcome back to the Fracking Nerds. Well, the United States is getting its first dedicated gaming arena. It's coming to Sick. Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be named the MLG.TV Arena. You won't be allowed to bring in your customized uh, controller, probably. Um, you will or will not? You will not. I don't think the MLG allows you to have customized controllers. Yet. Which is kind of crazy because MLG makes their own controllers. <laughs> like they actually market. They used to market fight sticks. Well, because I think. Well, I think the one. Well, the one thing is that they want. They don't want anyone to have an advantage over another person. So you have to mm. use the the basics. And it, that's completely fair. But uh, MLG mostly does like Call of Duty type stuff, don't they? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I think so. A lot Maybe of the first gaming. person shooters, because that's why they got they, off fight sticks. Most of the stuff they were getting income from was just like, oh hey, these people want headsets or whatever, you know. So now, gaming arena is big in Japan right now, probably as big as big wrestling is everywhere. In there. <laughs> 
I remember last year watching the global championships for Tekken, and uh, it was taking place in Korea, and the extravagance for this thing was insane. Like I'm talking, like they had showgirls bringing the guys out. It was what? like it was yeah, it was like <laughs> boxing. Like you'd have these like these oh total Korean hotties and these awesome outfits bringing the guys out to play. It's just these these nerdy Asian guys ready to play Tekken. Of course, they're like some of the best players in the world. Right. But it was still just so unfathomable to me. I'm just like, is th- this can't be life? <laughs> Tell me this isn't life. <laughs> He said Columbus has hosted some of the most successful events to date, and with 62 colleges in the Columbus region, hundreds of thousands of universities and high school students in the Levin County area in close proximity to the audience on the East Coast, Columbus is a great location for the MLG.TV arena. So that will be hopefully going up uh, soon. Would you go to this? Depends on what they're playing. Um, I mean, you you know me, even though I – very much I'm an advocate for video everything video games. There's only so many things I play. If they're going to play League of Legends, which seems very likely, then probably not because I'm not interested in that game. I will not deny the amount of money that that game brings in. It's, right. the most, it's probably the most successful game out right now, even more so than WoW. Um, games like Call of Duty? Fuck no. <laughs> now, if they decided some year to host a major fighting game tournament there, like I can't think of anything in this region. Everything else already has its own set-in-stone stuff. Like If they decided to be do something crazy and move Evo to this arena one year instead of being in Vegas like they have been since forever, probably I would go. <laughs> well, it may make sense. Columbus it's... isn't that far. It's like, what, four hours away? Uh, for us, yeah. yeah. It's not that far. Uh, for events, I mean, if you've already got that dedicated arena, why not go with that? I mean, this could change a lot of things for just how video games are seen, how they're portrayed, how they're marketed. So if that's going to change, I can't see why any of that stuff would. Would I, pro- would I go to it? Again, it's entirely context-dependent. Is there a good chance i go to it if they had something I was interested in? Absolutely. See, this is the thing I wouldn't go do. Now, see, I remember back in the day when I was growing up, there was a TV show called Starcade, which was <laughs> like an 80s game show around uh, arcade games. And what they would do is you would pick your game. Well, you have to answer a few questions like movies, TVs, general pop culture notions about that time. And then if you got it right, then you got to play a game. And you had to usually get a certain point to to win or something like that. They had stuff. They had something like that in the '90s too, called Nick Arcade. It was on okay. Nickelodeon. Instead of actual arcade games, they played console seven arcade oh, machines. They played everything from Sonic the Hedgehog to Act Razor to Bonks. You know, like ton- or Bonks Adventure. Sorry, tons of that stuff. So it was cool because some of these games you hadn't seen before, and they could advertise that stuff as well. well. It's like, wow, this looks fun. That's My why I liked about Starcade. It was like, ooh, I get to see the arcade games that are not out yet mm. and see what they're going to be about, and you know, be very cool. Also, I got to see somebody beat uh, Dragon's Lair, which you know, <laughs> that game is so you great. never saw anybody at the arcade beating Dragon's Lair. Unless they were going through like three hundred dollars worth of quarters or something, I'm still pissed that uh, I didn't get to go this year. I remember last year at the arcade expo, someone actually brought a machine of that, and I wanted to play it so bad. Oh my god, I wanted to play Dragon's Lair so bad, and I never got the chance because it was so always hard. hard too. Oh. Well, I mean, it's it's pick your own adventure essentially. You're just not supposed to die. <laughs> that's the thing. Like you can't die. If you die, that sucks. That's your quarter, and you have to remember everything you did up to that point. Yes, and hope you don't fuck it up. No, and then it'll change on you too. So even though you mm. think it's going to go right, it actually changes to the left and makes it diff- difficult it for you. It's still so far ahead of its time. With everything being interactive and the animation being done by Don Bluth, of all people. Yeah, the like, animation was, was so great. good. It was so good. Why the Last Man writes reverted back to the creators, Brian K. Vaughn, which I'm, I'm a big fan of, and Pia Guerrera. <laughs> It's hit on their Vertigo uh, comic book series. Why the Last Man is no longer set up with New Line. The director of the project, Dan Trachtenberg, 
told uh, the Hollywood Reporter that the rights reverted back to the creator some month ago. And we had talked about this a few months, that it looked like it was going to go back in that direction. The film went through years of development, multiple scripts, and two directors before the idea was to focus on the first 10 issues of the 60-issue run, uh, setting things up for a possible sequels. And the rights reverted back. Well, the rights reverting back was not unexpected, as Vaughn himself said back in January. Um, Hopefully he does something with it. I still think it's a very good story. And probably could work. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Could it work as a television series? I mean, the thing is, I still have not read Why the Last Man is a graphic novel. I understand it's excellent, yes. but I'm still going to just wait and see what happens and then probably watch it no matter what. If it's a movie, if it's a film, I'm just going to check it out. I really don't care. I've heard so many great things about it, there's no way I'm not going to at least look into it. Well, hopefully, you know, they got smarter with it and they know how to, uh, they'll go to the right path of getting the story out there on a bigger frame than the uh, comic book um, was. Now, if they do it as a film, I understand it's actually fairly lengthy in terms of the amount of volumes that are available in graphic Well, that's why they form. were talking about the, they were looking to focus on the first 10 issues mm. of the 60-issue run. If that's the case, then they could probably do it as a movie because, I mean, there's no point in Scott Pilgriming the whole thing. Take six graphic novels and make it into one movie. That was a bit rushed in a way, whereas that could have probably been at least two movies, I would think. Maybe people wouldn't have wanted to wait. Who knows? Now, in terms of a series, um, if you do the first ten, ten issues as, like, one season, that could probably work right. and then see where it takes off from there. But people would have to like it. And the really shitty thing is if they don't or if it doesn't, if it doesn't uh, get good word of mouth, good reviews, you name it. If it basically just they decide to tank it and cancel after one season, there's going to be a huge outcry from the people that actually did appreciate it, or as a book, or even as a series that nobody seemed to appreciate, or develop a cult following, or whatever. It's just like bring back the others, and then we have Kickstarter coming in. It's just oh, like yeah. I think I feel like they want to avoid all that, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think it would be better as a possibly a television series. Um. I don't know where it would... I think there's a bigger risk with television series in terms of um, money to be earned and better business. But I think this year will be the true indicator on can cam- comic book franchises be successful. True, but you got to remember a lot of those are either A, original in case of something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in a lot of ways you have to remember that is original. A lot of these characters just aren't being utilized anywhere else. Right. Because they're just not. Um, and in the case of others... Those characters have had so many stories over their lifetime that there's just no way to narrow it down to just one single narrative. Or like, this happened before this happened, or whatever. Basically, name anything from DC. Gotham, Flash, Arrow, Constantine. Like Those characters have such storied histories that you can mix and mash and throw shit in and Think, remember, people won't actually be all like, oh, hey, this wasn't part of this. Like, Just sit down and enjoy it and shut the fuck up. Whereas something like Why the Last Man very much has a definitive beginning and end. Yes. So that's what makes things a little more interesting. But we already know that a graphic novel can work as a series. The fucking Walking Dead has been on this series for five years for like five years now. Yep. And people still eat it up. Yep. So obviously it can work. It can definitely work. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out, and this is not related to this, is uh when you were talking about uh television shows and the Spider Man, the ultimate Spider Man show, which mm-hmm. I like. It's it's I've heard it's good. It's it's a good show. They showed a preview, I guess fucking who is it? Disney, I guess. They are doing a um, an episode that has the cast of Jesse on there. Jesse, Jesse. It's about this girl from Texas who moves up to New York, Jesse. New York City, and is a babysitter for these rich kids. 
What? So yes, and it, the show is bad. Really, really bad. Yeah, so you sound so like you hate it. They, well, because our youngest there, she watches it all the time, and I'm is like, it you just J E S S E J E S S I E I E. No, okay. Yes, I, I'm. I'm curious about this warlock here. Give me a second. It sounds terrible. 2011 on Disney Channel. Oh, it is so bad. It is, you know, and that's Let's like be honest. Disney Channel is just shitty live action like, oh yeah it's pretty bad no they yeah they can't Granted, make... like some stuff from the early 2000s i've actually seen episodes of and i feel it age well like lizzie mcguire was not terrible okay like let's be honest that show is actually not bad it's very much intended for kids but it wasn't bad right others pretty bad like that's so raven yeah pretty bad <laughs> pretty shitty um never watched wizards of waverly place uh hannah montana Ugh, we're still dealing with that yes um Okay, so this is a thing. Jesse's a thing. I'm actually still looking at things here. Yeah, they, they're, they're, they're... So they're going to be the, animated? All the kids are animated with their voices and stuff like And I saw it and I was uh, like, no! Somebody like, did something like that at Why some cross point? over two franchises that are not even connected? And Who did that? God, somebody did that to incorporate this... I don't... God, that's going to bug me. I mean, I'll have to come back it, to that. It feels that like take, that's my Twitter It feels like they're the trying to get both viewerships to go watch the other show. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Trying to do cross promotion. Which I don't. How would you not I, think? I that's don't what doing? see anyone that's an Ultimate Spider-Man going. Oh, I'm going to check out this Jesse show. No, uh, I don't. I don't see that. But I see the Jesse people going. Oh, they're on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm going to watch it. I guess if they feel they can get one of every hundred viewers to tune into the other show, then they'll increase their numbers in oh, big ways. Yeah, I just... I, they I, go for that small percentage, that that fraction, that they might get, because <laughs> that's how business works sometimes. I just groan. It's Je- like it's kind of why I hate the whole concept of advertising in general. <laughs> like, I know you have to do it, but, man, you were reaching for... You're you're always reaching for the lowest common denominator. Yes. Yeah, you'll, you'll... Granted, you'll get people who are very into it for what seems like all the right reasons, but others, it's just like, I mean, we've... We've been wrestling fans in the past. We know how that works. Come on now. Yep. That's <laughs> exactly Jack, what they appeal to. Jack Kirby's family is settling with Marvel Comics over copyright issues. Three days before the Supreme Court was to decide whether or not, actually this Monday, uh, whether or not to hear the appeal of Jack Kirby's estate against Marvel Comics and possibly <laughs> redefine the definition of work for hire across the entertain, entire entertainment industry, the Marvel has settled. The statement mm. they issued was, Marvel and the family of Jack Kirby have amicable resolved their legal disputes and are looking forward to advancing their shared goal of honoring Mr. Kirby's significant role in Marvel's history. Obviously, he has a significant role with the mm. creation of X-Men, the Avengers, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk, Fantastic Four. Most people would say he was significantly more important to Marvel's history than Stan Lee was because a lot of people have reverted Stan Lee to almost just like a spokesperson role. Well, Stan Lee was always a marketing guy from Marvel. Apparently, mm. Kirby hated Stan Lee. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of that. <laughs> but I, I, for what I read was Kirby was not a great writer. He was a good artist, except for when he went to D.C. I think I've told you about this before, where uh, he would do Superman comics, but they didn't like the way he drew Superman. Mm. So they'd have other artists come back over and redraw Superman for him. They liked everything else that he created. Now, let me ask this. Even though he's not good at... People who aren't good at crafting stories can still be, in my opinion, good at crafting characters. Yes. Did he craft the characters, or did he just design the likeness of them? Because he, if he created them, that means he had to create some aspect that was obviously very much a part of. Well, that's like going with the why they're uh, memorable. You know, Bob Crane and uh, Finger. Regards to Finger was the one that created all the things with Batman, where 
Bob Crane created a guy that was supposed to be dressed Bob like Kane, you mean? Bob Kane, yeah, that was dressed like a I bat. Was like, I, I was like, I know you've been <laughs> watching Sleepy Hollow, so <laughs> it's not Ichabod Crane, right. it's Bob Kane, yes. Yes, so uh, the big thing was Kirby had never received a penny in royalties for the creation in his lifetime and his family. Which is wrong. And they've been fighting for the for it ever since. So after losing the court, uh, this is supposed to go all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they were considered the matter on Monday, and what it would have done was is probably uh, give, give a legal decision regarding benefit creator so people like Stan Lee could probably make more money off the characters they created. Sure. You know, the thing is, is back in the day, you know, these companies would just hire you. And even if you created it, you had no, you know, say or. It's so funny to think about what these companies might have been like back in the 60s. Obviously, they had their big titles and everything. But, man, it's just so, so so much smaller scale than what we have now. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. Just massive conglomerates at this point. It's the Disney Warner Brothers feud all over again (laughs) just for the new age. You know, exactly. It's ridiculous. Well, it still is Disney Warner Brothers. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It, it literally is Disney Warner Brothers all over again. It's, just different it, uh, it's just, sources. We have, yeah, I was going to say, instead of, uh, instead of Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny, it's just <laughs> everything else. You know, it's the Justice League versus the Avengers. So um, I'm glad to hear that uh, Kirby have got uh, they got a little payday off of that. And uh, I think guys still need to fight for the rights. And maybe that's why companies like Image where they give full control to the creators is a, a good step in the direction that you need to do. I mean, when if you make you know something huge for a company, you should have some rights to it. And some, I mean, yeah, you may not have full rights to where the creation is sold and distributed, but at least make some money off of it. It would be nice. All right. Well, that'll definitely be nice. The show to a close. Nice El- for him. El Rock, what'd you learn this week? I learned that probably that well. <laughs> Supposedly, Stan, uh, Jack Kirby hated Stan Lee. Yes. I yes. was not even aware of that. <laughs> According to one source, this is in fact true. I learned that uh, even though we do a podcast, somebody with uh, Poison Ivy cannot make it to the show, so he must have really bad uh, There's a Ivy. Gotham joke there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Rock, this is Doc Martin, and thanks to the Destination Comics, and we're saying have a fracking good week. <laughs>